You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. Australians continue to struggle with soaring gas prices, the Nationals are renewing their push for nuclear power. Although a nuclear power industry was never seriously addressed while the coalition was in power, Nationals leader David Littleproud told the ABC that pressures on the industry are building due to the war in Ukraine. He adds that he wants political leaders to have a mature conversation about nuclear energy that could help ease pressures on Australian households. We've got to we've got to educate before we legislate, and that's where political leaders have a responsibility, no matter their political persuasion, no matter their their past aversions to this, is to think constructively and work constructively together to understand is it an opportunity for us to explore as a nation, uh, and, and when you bring it and scale it down, then you aren't looking at large scale nuclear power. Plants, you reduce the risks. And I think we've got to look at that from the Australian context. Can we make it safe? Can we make it affordable, reliable? New Energy Minister Chris Bowen will convene a video link roundtable with his state and territory counterparts this morning to discuss possible midterm solutions. And Westpac is the first of the four major banks to pass on the full value of the Reserve Bank's surprise increase in interest rates to mortgage borrowers. Westpac's rise on home loan variable interest rates, which applies to both new and existing customers, will kick in from June the 21st. But the bank believes its customers can manage the increase due to stored savings from the pandemic. The RBA's biggest interest rate rise in more than 20 years, up 50 basis points to 0.85%, was higher than economists expected. RBA Governor Philip Lowe says it was done to get inflation under control and that further hikes are expected in coming months. And the family at the centre of a recent asylum seeker debates are returning to Biloela from Perth today, following the granting of a temporary bridging visas by the Albanese government last month. The Sri Lankan Tamil family were taken from Biloela in March 2018 and placed in immigration detention, kicking off a more than 1,500-day campaign from locals to get them returned home. During four years of protracted legal proceedings to remain in the country, the family were moved from Melbourne to Christmas Island before arriving in Perth. Mother of the family, Priya Nadasilangim, says she is extremely grateful to those who have helped throughout this journey. Me, I, me and my family are very happy to uh, start our journey uh, back to my community in below. Thank you all. Thank you to all in Perth people. Thanks. Love you, Perth. Thank you. <laughs> More than $200,000 has been raised for the family to help them get back on their feet when they return to Biloela. And at least 30,000 public sector workers are expected to walk off the job in New South Wales today, despite a commitment from state government to lift wages. 
Those ongoing strikes have rejected the 3% pay rise announced earlier in the week, demanding an increase of 5.4% in line with inflation. Public Service Association January General rather, Secretary Stuart Little told the ABC the price cap increase of 0.5% is pure politics. Now that inflation is up, interest rates are, are up, um, you know, the prices of commodities are up, wages are down, and you know, we see now during a time of inflation of well over 5% um, that they're offering a, a 3% rise um, for our members. It comes as state authorities also announced a $3,000 one-off gratitude payment for health workers for their efforts during the COVID-19 pandemic. And the World Bank has slashed its global growth forecast by nearly a third to 2.9% for 2022, amid warnings that many countries now face recession due to the COVID-19 pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The World Bank's reports that the war has magnified the slowdown in the global economy, which was entering what would become a protracted period of feeble growth and elevated inflation, with the outlook that it could still grow worse. Global growth could fall to 2.1% in 2022 and 1.5% in 2023. World Bank spokesman Ayan Kose says this would drive per capita growth close close to zero if downside risks materialised. We have a very serious threat of stagflation that comes with higher interest rates. We still see supply disruptions. Because of the war, those supply disruptions, of course, are magnified. The World Bank has announced an additional $1.5 billion in aid for Ukraine, bringing the total planned support package to more than $4 billion. The new funding will be used to pay wages for government and social workers, with almost $2 billion dispersed so far. The development lender said in a statement that they are working with donor countries to mobilise financial support for the country's devastated economy, helping Ukrainians access to health services, education and social protection. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky says the lack of hardware presents, prevents rather Ukrainian forces from recovering all of its territory occupied by the Russian army. Mr Zelensky says in order to advance, the Ukrainian army would need at least 10 times more military equipment and at least 10 times more people. His comments come as Russia claims to have taken control of 97% of one of the two provinces that make up Ukraine's Donbass, bringing the Kremlin closer to its goal of capturing the whole region. Mr Zelensky has fiercely rejected suggestions that his country must cede territory to Russia to end the war, which is now in its fourth month. We have already lost so many people to simply give away our territories. Therefore, the helpful weapon for us is the political unity of the world around us and a powerful sanctions policy that will help to force the Russian Federation to negotiate with us without the ultimate position on their part. Senate Democratic leaders have vowed to continue their push for domestic terrorism legislation after a Senate hearing that focused directly on curbing white supremacist ideology. 
Authorities say such beliefs led an 18-year-old gunman to open fire in a predominantly black neighbourhood in Buffalo, killing 10 people. The hearing is the first of two this week as families of victims and survivors of the Buffalo shooting and the school shooting in Texas appear at public hearings on Capitol Hill to demand government action. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says he does not understand how Republicans in Congress and the National Rifle Association can continue to oppose gun law reform. Just confounding, disturbing that we did not get a single Republican and all we ask them to do is vote to allow us to debate the issue because we all know that when racism is left to fester, it grows, plain and simple. And we don't really want thoughts and prayers, we need votes. And US space agency NASA will launch three rockets from the Northern Territory beginning in late June, on June 26 and July the 12th. It will be the first time NASA launches a rocket from a commercial facility outside of the United States. It is also the first time NASA rockets have been launched from Australia since 1995. The rockets will carry instruments that will be used to help answer questions such as how a star's light influences and whether a planet can sustain life. Michael Jones, who is involved in organising the event, says the Arnhem Space Centre has been chosen as the location for the rocket launch. We have a fully um, operational commercial runway of over 8,000 feet very close to us. We have a commercial port with both roll-on, roll-off facilities and over-port facilities. And of course, we have the fantastic cooperation of the traditional owners and the local people here who are supporting us as a venture and as a concept to develop East Arnhem Land and to make this the premier spaceport in the world as a multi-user commercial spaceport. And now to sport. In NRL, the New South Wales Blues are favourites to take out tonight's highly anticipated first round of the State of Origin. The Blues have won three out of the past four series, but their streak could end under the watchful eyes of a sellout crowd at Sydney's Olympic Park. The game marks the debut series for new Queensland coach Billy Slater, who has himself represented the state 31 times. Slater told the Nine Network he's anxious but excited for his first match steering the team. As a player, you're solely focused on your performance uh, in that 80 minutes on Wednesday night. And as a coach, you you need to look at everything. Um, you're controlling the environment. You're, you're trying to build a game plan. Uh, you're working with individuals on their game. So uh, there's a lot that goes into it, but a lot of the work's been done for me. Um, it's up to the players now to, to perform in that 80 minutes tonight. The series will later head to Perth and then finally on to Brisbane. And now for a look at today's weather for you and Perth, a shower or two developing 20. Adelaide showers or two and 15. Melbourne showers 12. Hobart shower or two, 10 degrees. Canberra partly cloudy, also 10 degrees today. Wollongong wind easing, mostly sunny and 15. Sydney sunny and 16 degrees. Newcastle, similar conditions and 16. Brisbane, much the same, 19. Cairns, partly cloudy, 28. And Darwin, sunny and 34 degrees.
Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.